Hello, and welcome to the Fantastic Comic Fan Podcast. I am your host, R.T. Fleming. I'm here to help you find your next digital pick from the golden age to the present. Since I was a kid, I have been reading comics, and I have never lost my love of comic books. I try to pass on that excitement for comic books to others, always looking for that next fantastic read, or discovering an old favorite. It's Wednesday, June 15th, at episode 45 of the Fantastic Comic Fan Podcast, and today is the second of the three episodes for the week. Yesterday, we talked about a creator who doesn't get the attention he should, Gardner Fox, and who better to discuss Fox than Jennifer DeRoss, who wrote Forgotten All-Star, a biography of Gardner Fox. Specifically, we traveled back to Batman's early Golden Age adventures in which Fox wrote six Batman tales. Tomorrow, I'm teaming up with Billy Dunlady from a World of Fire podcast which covers the All-Star Squadron, one of my favorite Bronze Age series. We are talking Silver Age, specifically Mystery into Space, 75, which has Adam Strange and guest stars, nah, that'd be telling. You have to check out the episode to find out. Today, John Dexter talks about his indie comic, Alpha Dogs. The hero a pit bull named Buck is feared by the public for his breed and size, but is a kind-hearted dog, as you'll find out. So much that his heart's treatment for humans doesn't sway him from his mission. So he journeys across the country in an attempt to track down a dangerous dog before it carries out his owner's plan for revenge on America's people. If you like what you hear of the episodes, please spread the word. Suggest it to other comics fans. It's so important to spread the word about the podcast. Look at the show notes. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and other social media. Growing is important. For the more listeners who tune in, more who might explore a new comic, help fund a Kickstarter campaign, or support an indie. As always, I want to hear from you about the good, not-so-good things about the podcast. What you like, don't like, and suggestions on what to cover. You are free to message me on Instagram, Twitter, or email me at fantasticcomicfan, all one word, at gmail.com. Now on to the podcast. Welcome back to the Fantastic Comic Fan Podcast. Today, it's my pleasure to have for the first time John Dexter, who does a comic book project called Alpha Dogs. Before we get into that project, John, I usually ask people their origin story. How did you become a lifelong fan of comics? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was like any kid that grew up in the 80s. I was a Spider-Man fan at a cartoon and uh, with him and uh, Firestar and Iceman. That was my first exposure to comic book uh, heroes. And uh, from there, I um, kind of got out of it. More was born to Star Wars. And then in the 90s, the X-Men cartoon came out. And like most teenager, I was floored with it. You know, it was an adult themed comic book. Great mystery and uh, running storylines that were intriguing. And uh, I became obsessed. And I was going out to, on my paper route money, buying uh, Marvel comic books of X-Men. Anything Wolverine, I was into. I had a pretty good collection for a while there until you know buy and sell comics and get ripped off by the dealers yes exactly i remember those days. back in the 90s before anybody knew about ebay and yeah that's uh that's how that started my love with comic books wolverine's been my favorite superhero ever since okay so we're here to talk about alpha dogs how long has that been running around your head 
And why not do like cats or squirrels or even raccoons? Because I had another guy on that I taped last <laughs> week whose main characters were raccoons. And he's helping, they're helping Santa at Christmas time. But, you know, why dogs of all things? Um, well, because we have a, it's a pit bull mix that we bought from a guy at Walmart parking lot who said it was an American bulldog mix. And <laughs> little did we know that he was obviously not, not anything else but pit bull mix as he got bigger. So he's been part of our family and he's the inspiration for the main character, Buck. Pitbulls have always got a bad name. And where we were living in Missouri, they had, were going to pass a law outlawing Pitbulls. We decided we're not going to get rid of our dog. You know, he's part of your family. And so right. they went to another town. We know what kind of dog he is. He's a great dog. And like most people that are responsible, Pitbull owners know that it has more to do with the raising of the dog than its natural instinct, I believe. And so that's how it kind of started with choosing the main character, this big, lovable dog who is, you know, feared by humans because of his breed. And he's extremely huge dog because of his size and breeze been kind of discriminated against. So that was that, you know, that Frankenstein, that Casper the ghost uh, kind of character I was going for and aiming for. So I think are some of the best ones that you can be sympathetic towards because, you know, everybody has had a person not like them, not even knowing about them because where they're from, their family, their origin or whatever. So, so on the 16th of Tuesday, I'm going to be launching Alpha Dogs 1 and 2. Okay. Go-Go. As successful Kickstarter campaigns with, with both the comics and I was able to fund them. And I've gotten them into a few comic stores right now, trying to branch out. It's difficult with the shipping prices, you know, to make it cost effective. So um, I'm kind of starting local. I've got one. I'm going to be putting in in a store in Houston that I can't recall the name right now when I go down there in August. But yeah, August is when I'm looking for Alpha Dogs issue three to be released on Kickstarter. So Okay, so we had the first two issues. My, my apologies. How's it been in terms of buzz at the readers and press coverage and getting the word out and attention for Alpha Dogs? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it's pretty much just been me. I hire the... Uh, artists and the company basically to produce it and they're out of Argentina. So they don't, you know, I'm, I'm a client where it's not like so much a collaboration. I mean, it is, and it isn't, you know, I pay them and they create the comics. So they don't really have a vest, vent, uh, you know, vested, a vested uh, financial interest in it. So, you know, they got their own stuff been pretty much me all by myself promoting it and trying to get on podcasts and on social media. So the people down there in Argentina, the Stone Tower Studios, correct? Yeah. And Fernando Malik, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, he's an artist. He's awesome. I mean, as you can see, his art. he's worked for Marvel and DC and some independent comic book companies. But yeah, that's the only thing that slows Alpha Dogs down is he's such a great artist. He's got such a massive, massive schedule that it's tough to get to get to the comic book. But when he does, it's pretty, uh, pretty incredible what he can do. How did you hook up with them? I just did a cold call on Facebook looking for artists, you know, and they sent me their stuff and it blew everybody else's away. And for the same price, what other people were charging that were nowhere near in the same level as he was, it was just, you know, the dollar goes a lot further in foreign countries. And yes. I'm, <clears throat> you found a lot of local creators are going overseas where the dollar's a lot stronger. You have no idea how many people in the last month or so of independent creators, especially the writers who have partners that are in Nigeria, Argentina, well, Italy. Yeah. yeah, it's just all over the place like that. 
So yeah, you, you have to because you don't have the kind of budget that other people do unless you're, you know, an established creator. Yeah. So how much uh, input did Commando have in helping you create the characters? Is it just a full script that you sent down there? Well, yeah, I sent a script. I sent pictures, of course. I, I sent pictures of my own dog because that's who the main character is modeled after. And then, you know, his English is is okay, but it's the um, it's the guy that does, he's kind of the project manager. He interprets things and he does the layout. He does a fantastic layout. Uh, I like his layouts a lot. So he it's probably follows most scripts, only I have a little lot more pictures because, you know, there's a little bit of a language barrier, but, not, but it's very minimal. So you did two Kickstarters already. You got a third one starting in August, correct? Yeah. And then shortly thereafter, it's, it's been tough. I um, actually have another comic book. I know it's kind of down the line of the question, but I have another comic book I'm doing too. It's, a, it's kind of the best way to describe it is um, True Detective meets It. It's called Dime Store Detective. It's a take on those old dime store cop magazines back in the 50s. Um, the, uh, the film noir pulpy type correct. thing. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty excited about a story I created back in the 90s, but just pieces of it. And then I had done another version of it back about 10 years ago. And then recently I was inspired by this podcast I was listening to, to kind of and it all came together into, into finally making it into something. Okay, so you've done these Kickstarters. Why go the Kickstarter route and not try to like hook up with like an independent publisher? I mean, there's a thousand out there. Yeah, you know, the issue is with independent publishers. Now, I might go to Image. I, I will go to Image after issue three because then I'll have a nice collection of three issues to go with them. And another, there's another one I'm interested in going. But nowadays with Kickstarter, and I'm sure they would help you out some. I just, unless you're somebody like an Image or Dark Horse, I don't know how much of a value that helps because I know they probably do help promote, but then you're paying them. So that's taking money away. And still, nine, I'm sure 90% of it is still you getting the word out. Okay, gotcha. I, I, I'm going to send you a, a few after issue three. I've had several Kickstarters on the last six weeks. What's it like for you running your Kickstarter? You've already done two, going on three. But what kind of advice or pitfalls and pros and cons would you give somebody out there that's like thinking of like, hey, I might start my own Kickstarter? What would you tell them? Don't commit suicide after a week when the pledges just drop off like a cliff because <laughs> um, they come back and you just got to, you know, the way I did it is if I wasn't getting any pledges that day or I only got one, then I just intensified my bugging people and bothering people on social media to invest in the comic book. If I was doing bad, then I just did what I could. I mean, there's there's only so much you can do at the end of the day. But my problem was, is nobody know me, knows me from Adam. So now I'm going to comic cons now to get the word out, to create a, a mailing list. Cause that's one of the keys is having a mailing list. So that's what I've been kind of pushing, giving away free prints for people's emails. That's some of the marketing. What else have you done in terms of marketing? I mean, are you, do you go through like indie comics, which is a uh, platform for independent publishers? What else are you doing to help promote your project? Or is it very um, hard? To, or is it very hard to promote it because you are small and nobody knows who you are? Yeah, no, it is extremely difficult. I mean, most of it's all just social media, just plugging away on Facebook, Instagram, messaging people, uh, which probably annoys most people. But I mean, I guess they can always unfriend me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's your vision, your creation, and if you sit back and just hope it's going to happen to you, then you're going to fail very quickly. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about going. To, I might go to a 
comicsology and putting put it on there. But mostly it's just me trying to book interviews like this to promote it in uh, social media. So I've read Alpha Dogs before, and it's a great project. I reviewed it a few, several episodes in the past. Yeah. And I told you before we started that you were one of the reasons why I started bringing more independent creators onto the podcast, because I thought it was more effective having you come out and talk about your projects than me just reviewing a comic book. How do you rise above the pack of publishers out there? What sets your comic and your thing different? What makes it so unique? Well, you're not going to find a comic book like Alpha Dogs out in the store. I mean, you're just not. It's a very, very unique comic book. You know, it's a little bit of loss. It's a little bit of, uh, from what I, though I never watched the show, Dark Angel. And it's kind of like elements like Game of Thrones, but it's it's a primarily about these dogs having the ability to uh, heal on their own, having the ability to be smart enough to understand human language and to understand it. And they are... They have a slight heightened strength too, but the story, you know, it's very multi-layered. It's um, got a lot of mystery. It's got adventure, you know, all the elements that people really love uh, go towards in a, in a story. I mean, most of your comic book out there are playing, you know, human superhero stories. And while the dogs have powers and I, I don't know if you want to consider them superheroes, but they will, as the story goes along, try to thwart the plot of you know the evil guy's plans you know yeah it's got a lot of uh, layers to it and it's you know the theme is when a mother or a dad or whatever and a dog owner you know they can something else comes in their life after this new bright and shiny whether it be a new boyfriend or a new puppy and those dogs get pushed aside like the kids get pushed aside and the end result of what happens when you treat your kids you know like that you know and kind of push them aside and the consequences, what that could bring. Of course, on this story, it's not going to be the villain creating his own super power dogs, but. <laughs> okay. So is it just the story that you actually, besides what you just were talking about, is there like some hidden messages and layers behind the actual story of the dogs? Yeah. Yeah. So the main plot of the story, what readers want to know is how the dogs got their powers in the first place. And that's kind of going to be the running theme you know, storyline of of the comic book is trying we slowly unravel how the dogs got their story, you know, got their powers. And the other storyline is this individual named Salem, who is a bioengineer at the same company as Zena, um, the dog's owner. And his she brings him home. He's been able to manipulate through. It's kind of like similar to Emperor Palpatine, you know, with with the Senate. Been behind the scenes manipulating her to get his ultimate plan, which is to get the dog's blood. And with the dog's blood, he's going to create his own dogs with their own gifts. And after you find out that he ends up injecting his own dog, you know, the consequences that brings, he becomes this huge hulking dog. So when did Alpha Dogs number one come out? It came out last year. It was in May. I had the Kickstarter in March, almost exactly the time. It was a whole year because um, learning and life happens. And the COVID was a huge issue, too. But this time I was with this one, I was I wanted to cut the time in at least half that I was able to put out issue three as opposed to between one and two. And I think I lost some people because of the huge gap between issue one and two. So I wanted to make sure that I was able to sustain that momentum with the first one, with the second one to the third one. How often do you, would you like to put out an issue? Well, if I could have my way, I do one every month. 
that's why I kind of want to go to a publisher because there's when it's all said and done, there's going to be at least 40 issues of Alpha Dogs to finish off the story. The first storyline is about eight comics, nine comics, depends how things how things go with the Kickstarter. So I just got, I got to get funded my first <laughs> issue. What age group would you say the Alpha Dogs is good for? It's got some blood, but uh, it's not gratuitous anyway. 12 to 50. Up, right, up and up, up there. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. You said you had two more projects coming out in the future, possibly. Are you going to do those as Kickstarters also? Yeah, well, there's one more besides Alpha Dogs. Yeah. Okay. Dime Store Detective. Uh, okay. Kickstarter. Probably try to offer both. I'm insane, but trying to... <laughs> Do two Kickstarters, one after the other one, but I they're basically getting drawn at the same time. The other artist is out of out of Italy, so it's been a little bit of a language thing too. But he's he's uh, he's very decent with his rates, and because he's so good with his rates, that he's got a lot of other customers too. So he's kind of fitting me in there. It's been a very long process just to get. Uh, he's it's been almost two weeks and he's not quite done with the second page. So it's uh it's been a little slow. So I want to have, I like to have at least three quarters of the comic book done before I launch the Kickstarter, because I don't want backers to have to wait a long time. I know that's frustrating. I know life happens, but be a responsible creator or people will come back. Now, before we wrap things up, do you have any final thoughts about alpha dogs or anything in general before we go? Yeah. Well, like I said, the, uh, the comic book launches on Indiegogo on Tuesday, June 16th. Check it out. You can get, I'm offering both issues. It's a cheap rate for two comics that I put a lot of money in. I mean, I'm literally breaking even on them. You know, if you like dogs a lot, you like original stories, uh, you're going to really like Alpha Dogs. It's about this dog that's been, uh, that's just wakes up on the beach, shot up, and uh, you're able to see him heal and he, his submission to stop this monster from attacking these other people. And then as the story goes, we find out that here's this dog buck that is this huge pit bull who looks really gorgeous. The art is gorgeous. Um, it is a stunning book. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Yeah, it is. It's, it's awesome. I mean, I, I've spent uh, six years developing alpha dogs. So I waited till it was as perfect of a comic as it could get developing it. So at first I wrote, I was going to make it a novel. By the time I was done, I thought, well, no, this is definitely a, a comic book. So I took all that time and uh, rewrote it and redeveloped it. And people have, everybody that's read it has really enjoyed it. You can find plenty of reviews of it on YouTube. If you just go Alpha Dogs comic and on my Facebook at Real Alpha Dogs and on uh, Instagram, Alpha slash uh, underscore dogs underscore comic, uh, you can find all the, uh, art and uh, different different reviews on there too and there'll be a, a link for the comic in the show notes john this has been fun i'm so glad i got you on for the podcast when you get your kickstarter it's going again for number three i would love to have you back on the podcast thanks so much for joining me and hope to see you again soon thanks thanks i appreciate your time uh yeah it's been it's been fun awesome Well, that's it for today's podcast. Again, I would love to hear from you at fantasticcomicfan at gmail.com. Remember, new episodes every Wednesday. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and I hope to see you next time.